Welcome to the Bruins Vengeance Podcast. It's episode 34, Bruins Hurricanes Game 7 Recap. And it's brought to you on our new home, the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. Uh, InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink and download the new Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone. And now Smitty has a quick word from our new show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and NFL betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up at BetUS.com with promo code RINK for 125% sign-up bonus. Again, that is BETUS.com and use the promo code RINK for your sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. Well, uh, the Bruins season is over. Game seven lost three to two to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, all seven games won by the home team. And it was the same story as the first three games, really, in Carolina. Not nearly enough good pressure on a team playing the backup goaltender. Best players played far worse on the road throughout the series. And just not enough there to beat a better Carolina team. Yeah, the Canes were the better team. Uh, the officiating certainly didn't help as the only power play the Bruins got is a no doubt call on a delay game late in the third when the game was pretty much in doubt. Um, the Bruins played from behind all series. You can't do that against good teams, um, especially on the road. Uh, a good season overall, but there's definitely some things the Bruins are going to need to address going into next season. They are, and this is a very important offseason. This is probably the one time, the first time, that they really have to take a hard look at the roster <laughs> because they've said it the last couple of years. Cam Neely said it in the past, and they really haven't done that to the extent that they probably needed to. Uh, but now I think they need to do that. So this is going to be a very important offseason that begins with the, the status of Don Sweeney, the, the general manager. Um, and we'll get back into that uh, on the season recap, but that's the first thing, uh, which I think he'll be back anyway. Um, but that's the first thing to be, you know, to, to take control of. And then of course, Bruce Cassidy, does he stay? And then uh, what happens with the roster? All right. Seven chirps playoff time, playoff edition sponsored by Lops Brewing. Lops is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week and you can use the coupon code sports to get 10% off your online order. Go to lopsbrewing.com and follow them at Lops Brewing on social media for new beers and events. Uh, number one chirp. He hit a post in this game, but the decision to play Trent Frederick turned out not to be a great one. No, it didn't. Uh, you, a guy that gets benched twice in a series. I mean, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're asking for, you're just asking for trouble. I think they were yeah. trying to see if they could create a little bit of magic with that third line, but it clearly didn't work. That line was awful all series long. Um, and, and Frederick certainly didn't help. Took a couple of dumb penalties. Um, really didn't add anything. Like you said, he hit the post, but. You know, it didn't go in. So at the end of the day, um, was it a it was a net negative rather than a net positive for sure. Yeah. You know, in the 2011 Cup run, they they, you know, they acquired Peverly and Kelly. Uh, 
a couple of guys who ended up scoring big goals, like contributing in the postseason. In the last three seasons, anyway, you just haven't seen a lot of bottom six offensive production. Now, you're not going to rely on them, obviously, and they're not going to score a ton of goals. But, boy, you could use a timely goal here or there by them. And they've gotten that in the past cup runs. And in this, these last three years, they have not gotten that. And they still haven't gotten that right. And Frederick, you know, Bleed has never played a playoff game. And he's nothing special. You know, he's a minus 11 in his career. He scored four goals in his entire career. I mean, you know, I, Wagner, I'm not sure why he came back out. I mean, he wasn't as good as when he first went in. But I didn't think he was glaringly bad, and he's a veteran in there. Um, I just thought it was weird that a guy that continues to take some dumb penalties and, you know, has a hard time keeping up with a faster Carolina team, and it showed today. He hits the post, and they come right back down and score, and I don't know. He was nowhere to be found, yeah. you know, on that side of the ice. So I don't I – don't, that's, you know, it's a second guess for sure. Chirp number two, David Pasternak scores late, but he was a different player on the road, and I don't know what it was. Yeah, he was a different player on the road. I think all their all their top guys were different players on the road. I think a lot of it has to do with matchups now. Um, the Carolina could get the matchups that they wanted, and the Jordan Stahl line really shut down any of the Bruins lines that he that that line went against. Uh, the Stahl line was excellent all series long, um, and when the Bruins, you know, couldn't get the matchups that they wanted you know, on the, in the road, on the road, then it, it, it just uh, didn't work out for them. And they were, you know, basically useless. The, um, you know, the, the top players on the Bruins. Yeah, they were. And, and I think you saw, and I've said this a couple of times here and there and any response, and I hate to say anything about them, but I think you saw Bergeron, you know, starting to decline some, I, and I, and I don't want to say it because he'll come back and score a couple of goals, but, but that's just him being a, an incredible veteran and professional hockey player and figuring it out uh, with great hockey instincts. But I think in this type of series, you know, it was really, I don't know. It was, I think it was difficult for him and I think it's been more and more difficult for him this year. So I think he'll come back, but I think that Bergeron, I, I you know, I don't know for large parts, parts of the, that series, particularly five on five, you know, he just wasn't as good. He just wasn't as dominant a player. Well, yeah, I mean, um, he doesn't he doesn't have the speed really, uh, right. and never has. You know, been a fast skater really, so he doesn't have the speed to keep up with some of these teams. And then you put a you know a guy like Stahl in front of him too, who's who's a big guy who's going to bang sure. you and be in your face. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it. I think that shows up. I mean, Bergeron's getting getting older, like you said, and and I think what what he lacks for in foot speed and so forth. He definitely makes up for with, you know, hockey IQ and hockey sense and he's sure. in the right places at the right times and so forth. Absolutely. Um, yeah. but you know, hopefully he comes back because <laughs> I know they're they, they really, they guy. really, I mean, as much yeah. as, you know, maybe he's lost a step, they, they're going to be in, in bad, bad shape if he decides to, uh, hang it up. They are, they are for sure. Uh, Chirp number three, Taylor Hall's play regressed as the series went on. First couple of games, best forward they had. Showed why he can be an enigma for all the talent he has. Uh, it just wasn't as good as the series went on. No, it wasn't. And, the, and the, you know, the team really wasn't. I mean, um, you know, Hall took a couple of dumb penalties. High sticks D'Angelo in the mouth, you know, although 
that's not really a bad penalty in my opinion. No. Anytime <laughs> no. Tony D'Angelo takes one in the mouth is a, is a good thing. Um, but yeah, he, he just, uh, he, I think maybe that the swapping of Pasternak, like taking him on and off that line a little bit kind of hurt there. Um, their uh, chemistry a little bit and the can face it. I mean, the Canes are the best defensive team in the league. They gave up right. the fewest goals and they're going to frustrate anyone. I mean, they don't mm -hmm. give up goals. They don't give up odd man chances. They don't give up, you know, two on ones and three on twos and, and, no. and easy entries into their zone. Like they don't. No. And that's where he excels, you know, getting the puck flying down the wing. So it's, it's kind of a bad matchup thing too, I think a little bit. But, uh, you know, he does need to be better. He needs to be better. The whole team does. Yeah. And they really stand up with the blue line, make you dump it in, make you make a play. Uh, they're really tough to to penetrate into the zone. And um, I think the Bruins at times try to do some one-on-one -on -one and try to combat that with one-on-one -on -one play, and that doesn't work. Um, at sharp number four, the team showed some heart even late. It's a good veteran core that keeps battling. Um, just not enough talent they had throughout the roster again a missed opportunity. I think it you know, one more forward that could really put some, like, you know, look at Max Domi gets two goals and an assist today. Like, I don't want Max Domi. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that's a swing and miss for the Bruins, but it shows what another, what an addition can do at the deadline to really help your scoring throughout the, you know, the roster. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I mean, they just, they don't have enough talent on the bottom six. They just don't know. Um, no. you know, Felino, they brought in to, to be that guy and he just had a bad year. Smith had a mm -hmm. terrible year. Um, right. you know, maybe if those guys are better, you know, it's a different story, but they weren't, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, Smith was terrible from the very beginning all the way through. Um, right. never really seemed to find his groove. Um, Felino yeah, went 50 games without a goal. Yeah. Nozick went, you know, yeah. Half yeah. a season without a goal. Felino right. scored two with two goals all year long. Like they just, they didn't get any production from the bottom six guys uh, and they paid for it. So, you know, that's kind of on the general manager, but uh, you know, yeah, that's an issue that they're going to have to address going into next year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number, uh, trip number five, how far does Carolina go in your opinion? I hope they lose the next round. I, I, as much as I, as much as I hate like some Montreal and some of those like Toronto, some of the team, like this Carolina team really fucking bugs me. Like D'Angelo fucking bugs me. Like they yeah. flop around. Their fans are just ridiculous. Like they, they don't the, get it. They call it like the Bruins are the biggest floppers in the league. Like, come on, bro. That, that's not true at all. Have you watched no. the goddamn series the at all? Not, they, I, the Bruins have never been a flopping team. No, the battle of Canadians have been a flopping team. Right. So, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just. I hope they lose. I hope they lose almost immediately. It'd be cool if they got swept in the next round. I don't think they will because they're good defensively and they have they have some talented forwards. They have a deep group. Um, you know, they could go as far as you know the Eastern Conference Finals. I think and and Florida and them will battle it out. Um, right. You know, Florida's a high scoring team. Can can Carolina's defense shut that team down? I'm not sure they can because um, yeah. Florida has some big guys. They have some physical guys. So it'll that'll be an interesting series, but I, I I'm rooting for anyone in the East but the Carolina Hurricanes. Right. I, I think honestly that when all is said and done, Carolina lost three games to a lesser team. You know, they lost three games at, at Boston, never won the never won a road game mm -hmm. uh in the first round. I don't think they're they're definitely not winning the cup. And I don't think they're as good as Florida or Toronto. And, you know, they may even lose to Pittsburgh or Rangers or whoever they face the next round. I don't think they're going 
to the cup final. And I certainly don't think they're winning the cup just because, you know, the Bruins did show how they can beat them at times, particularly on the road. And I think that with a more complete group, that'll really, it'll really challenge Carolina because all in all, they have some talent, but they're not supremely talented. Uh, and they're in they, you know, I think some of the other teams are more talented. So we'll see it. We'll see how that goes. All right. Chart number six, all in all, is the season a total failure? I don't think it's a total failure, um, but it's certainly not a success. I mean, you didn't get past the first round again. Yeah, you know, right. you didn't win a cup. The window for this group is closing or closed. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, you know, not a not a not a failure because you know you did make it to the postseason. You know, I, I think you drew a terrible matchup for yourself in the first round. Uh, obviously. Because Carolina yeah. owned you in the regular season, uh, right. and they beat you in the playoffs. So, you know, it, it's just I feel like Carolina was the better team, and I think the Bruins needed to. I don't know. They needed to. They needed to be. You know, they needed. To, I don't know what to say about the season and, and as a whole. It it just. It's it's frustrating because they had a good regular season and they've had good regular seasons, but mm-hmm. they're just not getting it done where it matters. And I think that's partly the roster and how they build the roster, um, and then it you know partly not just not being able to get it done in Game Sevens or you know they've had a shit ton of them and they haven't had much success lately. No, I mean they've they've only won run one. Game seven on the road in history, and that was the Stanley Cup final in 2011. Uh, they had 107 points. They were the fourth best team in the league after January 1st. Um, but other than that, you know, but that's fine. That's all fine. So they were a good team, and they were, they were a very good team. Yeah. But the problem is I don't think they're built, and they haven't been built the last three seasons. That, that loss to the Blues is such a crusher. Like, it's just it. Like, yeah. every time this happens and they lose more, like, this is the first time in five years they – didn't get past the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made it out of the first round four straight seasons until this season. But th- you're seeing a regression slowly but surely. What what older veteran cores, when you stick with them, ends up happening is that it starts to chip away at them. And mm-hmm. you have to make some really bold moves in order to continue on. Overall, the last, say, 12, 14 years, this has been a really good team. You know, a really good team since 06 when they were terrible. Mm-hmm. And then they turned it around with getting Chara and Savard. And, and for the last 14 years or so, they've been very, very good. And that's hard to do in the NHL. I mean, you've seen the Blackhawks hit the, hit the bricks. Mm-hmm. You've seen a lot of teams just, just tank it. The Islanders took, took them two years, a year, and they hit the tank. Like it's, so it's, you know, it's, it's hard to continue to be successful, but you would have liked, like you said before, to win another cup. Um, Chirp number seven. You encouraged it all by Jeremy Swayman's play. Played played uh, five straight games and played fairly well. I was encouraged by it. I thought he was pretty good in this game. Um, I don't yeah. really think any of the goals were his fault. So I think that is, you know, a silver lining that you can take going into next season. Um, Allmark was really good at times, too. I think they'll be your tandem again. Um, you're not spending a ton of, ton of money at that position. So you should be able to you know, make some other additions. You're probably going to have to trade, you know, one of Grizzlick, Riley, somebody in there. Um, 
you know, maybe Fabian Lysel makes the team next year. We'll see about that. It sounds like that's a possibility he could play in the world championships. Um, so, you know, they have some interesting things upcoming, but overall, I think, I think Swayman held his own, um, you know, in a game seven in a hostile environment, he didn't look rattled. You know, he looked like, and he made some big saves when it was two nothing, you know, there was some, some stuff there, you know, they had the four minute power play to start the second period, made some good saves there. Like he, he handled it pretty well. And, you know, that is a good, a good thing going forward. Yeah, it sure is. Um, I agree with you. I thought he was. I thought he was pretty good. He certainly wasn't the reason why they lost, and he really was pretty confident in that tonight. Uh, all right, beauties and benders time, and we'll uh, do our beauties. I have one beauty, and that's playoff hockey. It's still the best in all the sports. It's just so much fun to watch, so entertaining. It can be frustrating. It can rip your heart out. It can be so. Uh, there can be so much elation when when your team does well. Uh, I'm just I'm just disappointed we never got an overtime game to yeah. really get the blood pumping. You know? <laughs> right, just what we need. Yeah. I felt sick to my stomach going into the start of this one. Just know. you know, being a game seven on the road, especially and and them facing some some tall odds to get it done. I was I was mm-hmm. nervous going into it, and uh, I guess uh, I had a right to be. Um, yeah, you definitely did. Yeah, my my beauty. Uh, you know, it's tough to have one when you lose, but I thought Swayman was pretty good tonight, so I'm going to give it to Swayman. I thought he, you know, none of the goals were really his fault in particular. Um, you know, I thought he came to play. Weren't many guys I didn't think that came to play tonight. I think I thought there were a lot of passengers in this game. I didn't think there were really anybody that particularly stood out among forwards or defensemen that was mm. like, wow. They were ready to go. It didn't seem like as a team they were, they had any kind of juice or jump. It didn't seem like it was there from the beginning. And then after Carolina scored, it seemed to get worse. Then when it got to two, nothing, you know, worse, they score to make it two one. And you're like a little bit of life, but then, you know, Canes get one three, one. And then after that at three, one, it seemed like they, you know, until the late, late push, which they do all the time. And it really, really aggravates me because where is that through the entirety of the third period? Like your fucking season is on the line. Mm -hmm. You got to show more than you've shown Mm -hmm. and it, and they save it until the, you know, the goalie's pulled and they got an extra attacker Mm -hmm. on and it's scramble in front of the net for the last, Mm -hmm. you know, minute, 30 seconds. And they had some pretty good chances with 20 seconds left after they, uh, after they cut it to three to two to, Mm -hmm. to tie it up and it just didn't happen for them. But it's frustrating to watch that. And, and, uh, you know, uh, so I thought I thought Swayman was my uh, was my beauty tonight. Yeah, I thought it was almost like a fake hustle type of thing when you get down to that last bit. Like, where was that when six and a half minutes to go, you get a penalty call, uh, a gift from Brendan Smith fires into the crowd like that has to be your best power play of the year. Like it has to be like you have to score there or at least gain some tremendous momentum and put them on their heels, even if you can't score. But it was one of the worst power plays. It was a microcosm of how bad their power play's been for a while. It was just so bad. Mm -hmm. And that's the worst timing to have it that bad. Um, And it set the tone for the rest of the game, in my opinion. All right, Bender's time. Three Benders. My first Bender, Taylor Hall. Face it. You're a neo-maxi-zoomed dweeby. You know, there's just not enough there, and you can see why he's so frustrating as a player. Supremely skilled, terrific skater, power strides, like, has ability. And then 
just either disappears or turns it over. Or there were times where he just, it just seems like when he is, when he gets, when someone comes in with good stick position, he loses the puck all the time. It just seems like he never fights through and maintains possession. Certainly not a possession guy. That's not his game. Uh, his game's more on the open, on the open ice. Uh, number two is uh, the Carolina fans. Face You're a Neo Maxi Zoom dweeby. This is the worst type of series for me because it's those fraudulent fake fans who don't give a shit about the sport at all. Don't play it. Don't their kids don't play it. Nothing. But then when it's playoff time and we're on TV, we're going to wave our towels and, you know, yell woo and, and all this other shit. Like that's, you know, you like wrestling and NASCAR like enough. I mean, I just, I just, I can't stand it. You like North Carolina and Duke. You know, this is a North Carolina Duke. Shut your mouth. Uh, and then number one, the bottom six, just not good enough for a third straight postseason. Face You're a Neo Maxi Zoom dweeby. Just not very good. Now, Thomas Nosek has no chance to score. You know, Curtis Lazar, God bless him. He has very little chance. And then there's, you know, Frederick and Smith, as you said, was terrible. And it just wasn't great from Charlie Coyle either. And it, and it further tells you that he's not a number two center. And I'm not so sure Eric Hall is on a, on a cup-winning team. So you have, and if Bergeron doesn't come back, you have quite a decision to make at center. You do. You do. My three benders uh, is the numbers line. All of them. Number three, Smith. Face it. You're a neo-maxi zoom dweeby. Number two, Frederick. Face it. You're a neo-maxi zoom dweeby. Number one, Coyle. Face it. You're a neo-maxi zoom dweeby. Coyle was minus three today. Minus yeah. three. In a three to two game. In a, th- in a three to two wow. game. He had a two on one. Smith they makes a great pass, hits him right in the tape, and he doesn't get a shot off because it hops over his stick or he's holding his stick too tight or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a glaring missed opportunity late in the game to, yeah. uh, to you know, help the Bruins try to get a win there. And, and the, the line as a whole, I mean, Smith and Frederick were both benched in the second period. So... Yeah. The line was fucking terrible. I mean, they were a big reason why they lost this game. A big reason. Coyle, I don't know if he fouled it off or what it was, but it looked like that's a goal. Like it, And that's a huge, I mean, my God, what a huge goal. I think it was eight, nine minutes left. Yeah, I mean, you do, like, that. Like, like Jesus. They, Carolina does not give up odd man rushes. No. And you get one, you execute it well, you have a wide open net, and it bounces off your stick. Yeah. It's just horrific. I mean, it's just bad. Yep. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, he scored the goal in in the last game, and um, and he was actually. I think he was. His numbers were actually pretty good, but he was another guy who was so much better at home than on the road, and that just that killed them. And they they had one less home game, and that's exactly why they lost. Mm-hmm. They had one less home game. All right, around the league now, uh, Pittsburgh and Rangers will go to a game seven. It's three to three, Panthers. Took care of the Capitals four to two. Maple Leafs and Lightning will play a game seven tonight. Uh, Flames and Stars will go to game seven. Blues beat the Wilds four to two, and the Kings and Oilers go to game seven. And Colorado's been off for a few days. They beat Nashville four zip. Uh, hey, episode thirty-five, season in review, will drop Wednesday night on all platforms. So you can check that out. We'll recap the season and talk about what needs to happen going forward. Rate and review for charity. $1 goes to the Bruins Foundation for every rate and review on Apple or any rating on Spotify. And go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. 
Follow us on at Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. The Bruins Benders podcast is on YouTube. Download the Inside the Rink app as well. And the next important dates, July 7th and 8th is the NHL draft. The Bruins do not have a first-round pick. <laughs> so that makes it all the more exciting. Mm-hmm. And then July 13th, free agency begins. And we will be awaiting the decision from Patrice Bergeron at some point. In the next few weeks here, I am sure. Um, so that's it. Bruins are done for the season. Carolina moves on. We will talk about it on the next episode dropping Wednesday. We appreciate everyone listening. And, hey, it was a good season overall. Go Bruins. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>